Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 157 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. Now, I have been forced over the last 156 episodes a number of times for decorum's sake to apologize to guests in the middle or the end of the show. But I don't think we've ever started the show with an apology to the guest. And I have to do that or it's just not good. I don't I won't be able to I will be too embarrassed through the rest of the conversation. Um Should I leave the room? No, no. I I this is part of the cathartic process to get this off my chest, okay? Because I've been carrying this around for a couple of months now. Um, Taka Ariga is the chief data scientist at the Government Accountability Office. He's the guest today. He was on a television show that we did, what was it, Taka, like three or four months ago, six months ago? I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I think it was almost maybe pre-pandemic, I want to say. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, time has kind of skewed for everybody during the pandemic. So, And, and he's aged. Oh, so. I've aged oh, years like you can't even begin to imagine. And so I'm there, he's on a panel, Robert, with two other people. And I was asking a question to one of the other members, and it was a great question, and we're talking about data, and I was really getting into it. And I got ready to ask Taka the next question. And I looked at right into the camera, because this was all virtual. I looked into the camera and I said, Taco, and I had no idea that I said it. I didn't know it. And so my colleague, my the producer in the booth, gets in my ear and goes, Taka. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, of course, that's, that's what I said. And so the show ends... You know, and I'm like, I mean, this is some, just, he's just messing with me. And the show ends, and we go back to our offices, and they're giving me a hard time about this. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that I called this person Taco. It can't be. And then they pulled up the audio from the actual show, and sure as shooting, I I apologize to you profusely, Taka, that I called you Taco. I, it was completely unintentional. I didn't mean it, and I really, I'm very sorry. Have you been waiting for this apology, Taka? <laughs> and, you know, I have to say, this is uh, part for the course. Um, I've gotten worse, uh, Tonka, um, and, you know, taken. Um, look, from my perspective, as long as the paycheck shows up on time, <laughs> call me whatever you want. <laughs> Well, I, 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 there was, so there was a part of me when I saw that you were going to be on the guest list, there's a part of me that went, maybe he didn't hear it. Like maybe it didn't really, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, maybe he didn't hear it. And it, so it, he didn't even know it happened. And then I thought, how can you, how can you not notice when someone calls you something that's named after food? You, you 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 have to hear that. So it's wonderful to see you again. Uh, it's great to hear you. Thanks for coming on the program. The actual point, besides me uh, apologizing profusely to you, is for you to talk about the Innovation Lab at the Government Accountability Office. What is the point of the Innovation Lab? What are you trying to accomplish? What's the mission? And how are you going about executing it, Taka? Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Francis. So the Innovation Lab is really the recognition that technology is advancing every day, and frankly, should the uh, oversight should as well. 
Um, so we want to ha- make sure that we have a prospective view on a wide ranging topic you know, from AI, from cloud services, from blockchain, and not necessarily just wait for some maturity of those technology um, in, before we embark on sort of assessment or audit work. Uh, but the other piece of this equation is that recognizing doing innovation among a group of auditors, right, typically risk averse, it's no easy task. Um, so we really need to just think through a sort of oversight audit specific strategy on how we actually embark on experimenting new capacity. And the way that we landed as a um, sort of almost like a research and development uh, or entity uh, such as Innovation Lab has actually qu- worked quite well for an, an uh, agency like GAO. There are, I'm sure you're aware, fads in technology and those things that agencies believe may be the next big thing to transform their operations. Do you ever opine on what is or is not something that's worth investment by agencies, be it blockchain, RPA, what have you? So GAO doesn't usually get into executive agencies' decision, but we do similarly talk to the IG organization as they contemplate their own sort of technology landscape. Um, you know, you mentioned FAD. One sort of one comes to mind around the idea of big data. And whenever I hear that term, I kind of cringe a little bit because um, in the government space, it doesn't really matter whether it's small data, big data, medium data. It's all data that we have to protect and be able to sort of uh, analyze around you know, the context of that information. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of this is is to collaborate with our strategic foresight team to say, as we do environmental scanning, what are some of the trending topics that look more credible than not? And maybe those become the candidate for us to experiment on and to really understand the operating mechanic, the sort of a methodological impact. I think blockchain is a good example of that. Um, it is still, uh, for, for wide-ranging people, still orient towards that cryptocurrency type of application. Uh, but more and more, blockchain as a distributed ledger technology has sort of transparency feature, has a reporting feature, has that sort of immutability feature. Um, and part of the the goal for the innovation lab is to really just separate what is hype, what is myth, and what is reality. So you see blockchain having real practical uses in government, as I'm hearing you say. Are there other tech, emerging technologies you think we should be on the lookout for as far as what's going to help agencies transform? Uh, so AI comes to mind. Uh, even in the latest NDAA, there were about a thousand pages of new AI mandates. Um, but what we view as a missing part of the conversation was the oversight and the accountability. You know, a lot of people talk about trusting AI, about the various guiding principles. But from a GAO perspective, we are in the business of verification. So what are agency prepared to show us relative to governance, relative to data sets, relative to algorithm for us to, in fact, verify that you're, you're not sort of biasing towards social you know, demographic area um, and performance is actually in alignment with some of the, you know, for example, Civil Rights you know, Act of 1964, that kind of sort of um, validation in a very empirical sense. Um, so, you know, in a few months, actually, we are about to publish our very own uh, first of its kind AI oversight framework and really meant to fill that gap in the conversations around AI. But there are range, you know, wide ranging other topics that we're covering. Um, most recently, we just sat through a whiteboarding session to think about 
how my augmented reality play a role in a post-pandemic pandemic audit um, sort of environment where we may not feel comfortable sending a team of folks to site visit, but maybe we are comfortable sending one person. And how can AR technology help to augment and supplement that uh, on-site experience um, in, in a sort of this new normal paradigm? And uh, But there are other sort of areas that we're exploring around cloud services. What does that mean relative to the oversight body? Um, 5G technology, um, we're actually, one of my personal interest project here is using graph database um, to develop a prototype on the concept of continuous auditing. And so continuous auditing is something that I think a lot of accounting organizations have talked about, um, but I haven't really seen a credible manifestation of that idea. So knowing some of the potential benefits, we're, we embark on a sort of a prototyping effort to see how specifically using a novel application of something like graph database might get us closer to that ideal state. How I just want our listeners to observe that your excitement around the concept of continuous auditing was expressed with no irony whatsoever. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you're an auditor, Doing it constantly right. is sounds like a great idea. Sounds like a fun time. How do you decide, Taka, whether a technology is worth spending your time on? What's the thought process behind saying, for example, the, the example you just gave? We should learn more. We should know more about augmented reality in order for you to decide to do what you just talked about. Yeah, I, I think part of this starts with our own environmental scans. Uh, we have a group that's dedicated on strategic foresight. Uh, so that is one aperture in which we try to understand what are some of the trending topics. Um, the other avenue really actually comes from the mission teams themselves, um, the kind of challenge that they're being faced. So we don't necessarily walk around the geo hallway to say, hey, I, I got this greatest AI thing, will anybody buy it? Um, but really try to understand the pain points, the challenges that they're facing and see whether something like machine learning or any other emerging technology might be an appropriate prototype solution. Um, and part of the sort of benefits of having something like Innovation Lab is we have much higher tolerance for risk failure. You know, we actually wear failure as a badge of honor because that then becomes like a, a source of learning, not only for us, but for other oversight body, including the IG state, local, international partners. Um, and that because we're decoupled from audit engagement, if we fail, it's not like those audit engagements fail. They can continue to down the path of how they have defined their scope. Uh, but we have the benefit um, to be able to iterate and try different strategy if that particular capability turns out not to be the right solution. Let me ask you a question you might not be able to answer, but your client is Congress uh, as a, a professional at the Government Accountability Office. Are there particular interests of the Congress that you're following? And are there statutory changes that you think are urgently needed to accommodate the kind of things you're finding in your work? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, you know, one topic that comes to mind is artificial intelligence. I mean, there's an AI caucus that have done a lot of work around AI, um, but more on a practical level, we have engaged with Congressional Modernization Committee relative to what does remote legislative activity look like, especially if you have half the chamber voting remotely, half the chamber in person, what is the right technology blend to support those legislative deliberation, 
How do you support markup of the bills? And how do you support voting of those bills um, in a secure but still transparent way, um, in a sort of a user-centric kind of way, uh, taking into um, consideration that there's variation in people's comfort around technology. Uh, so that's those are the topics that come to mind. Um, but we are actively engaged with our congressional stakeholders on a uh, on a spectrum of science and technology issues as well. Um, so we recently developed internal tool um, that's meant to mine all of GAO's product in terms of various topics that we cover. And we're trying to marry that with all of the press releases and testimonies that are being issued by various committees of jurisdiction. If there are intersection, that is an opportunity for us to proactively reach out to Congress to say, based on this topic, here are a set of outstanding findings, here are a set of outstanding recommendations. These are the kind of work that GAO has done. Perhaps we can be helpful in some of the deliber deliberations around policies and implications and oversight and requests and whatnot. Um, so more and more, there's more um, work that we're trying to do to bring our work closer to Congress. Um, and, and that's actually a very exciting area that uh, for us going forward. Yeah, there's a hot air or excrement metaphor yeah. I'm searching for, but can't grasp it. Thank moment. God oh. you can't. I'm happy about that. <laughs> happy about that. Um, how do you oversee one technology versus another does that change much from technology to technology or are the techniques of oversight more important to the overseer than the individual aspects elements of the technology yeah i think there are a lot of commonality no matter what the technologies are first and foremost there are some legal questions right doesn't matter whether you're implementing ai or quantum computing or anything else there are probably some standard governance question to say, you, do you have the requirements well documented? What is your procurement acquisition practices relative to those components? Um, and then based on those individual technology, there may be specific nuances. Uh, I'll give you an example. We often talk about AI biases, but what does that mean relative to auditing standards? What does that mean relative to some of the regulations and policies sitting out there? Do we necessarily want to get into the conversation where Taka's ethics as compared to France's ethics as compared to someone else's ethics? Um, those are not necessarily the conversations that are productive per se, but there are general confines around the concept of equity, efficiency, effectiveness, and economics that we can draw upon that are applicable to wide-ranging technology. And then we take a deeper dive to say relative to the areas of, for example, biases or, you know, any a number of different areas, might there be specific considerations? As a matter of fact, that is the approach that we've taken around the AI oversight framework to say, are there existing standards and policies and, um, you know, guidance that we can draw upon while be mindful of maybe AI specific uh, uh, issues around explainability, transparency and, and um sort of a biasy related issues. Taka, you're doing terrific work there. I promise I'll never call you food names ever again. And it's great to have you on the program. Thanks very much for your time today. Thanks to you both. Yeah, so much fun. Thank you so much, Francis. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.